Revelation and the Function of Beauty in Traditional Arts. Namaskar. Today we will be contemplating on traditional arts. To awaken the sense of beauty, I have selected a few passages from Art from the Sacred to the Profane, East and West, writings of Friedrich Schwann, edited by Catherine Schwann, and extracts from the chapter the degrees of art in esotericism as a principle and as a way. I propose to elucidate the function of revelation in the artistic process of a practitioner of traditional arts and to answer some important questions related to the role of art and beauty in human life as receptacles of truth, to express the ideas discussed through a visual medium, a Bharatanatyam traditional dance performance will follow at the end of this presentation. What is the most effective way to communicate beauty, the vehicle of saving truth? What is the most appropriate way to convey the metaphysical nature of things through the beauty of forms? How can we provoke the same state of contemplativeness in the other by realizing a contemplative disinterestedness in the act of creation? How can traditional art become a upaya, a provisional means to convey metaphysical truth? These questions are relevant for any field of traditional arts. There are many aspects of sacred expressions, such as writing, recitation, calligraphy, painting, architecture, sculpture, dance, music. My experience in particular refers to the sense of the sacred in the art of gestures and traditional Hindu dance. However, the practitioner of any field of traditional art and the appreciators of art will find resonance with the ideas discussed here. Traditional art proposes in its mode of operation an homogeneous worldview, being an integral expression of the social, religious, ethical, practical, and spiritual dimensions of life. Thus, this kind of art is a natural expression of life which has the power to hold together several streams of a specific culture and to express its true values. In our times, we no longer have the traditional framework of existence, but still the blessings transmitted by tradition allows the serious seekers in the field of art to experience its essence. Art conceived in a traditional way encompasses all aspects of life, expressing higher values, revealing truth, and metaphysical wisdom. In this context, art assumes a very different role from the superficial modern approach in which art is just entertainment or merchandise. On the other hand, the traditional approach to art is that of a metaphysical and religious phenomenon, which is intrinsically connected with revelation. Art is thus 
none other than a channel for revelation of the sacred contents of a particular religion. Being rooted on symbols provided by revelation, traditional art has a function related to esotericism as it reveals the metaphysical and mystical meanings inherent in the canons established by tradition. Thus, the creative process is an experience connecting earthly existence with transcendence and compassing man's personality as a whole, in which the unified reality beyond forms, once realized in that, becomes gnosis, where intellection meets revelation. As in the medieval conception, arts and sciences nihil has, which means that the practice of art without knowledge is nothing, establish that the creative process must be rooted in knowledge, reason, and established principles. Creative activity must be guided by three principles, intuition of metaphysical realities, understanding by which the intellect grasps the universe of symbolism, and sciencia, the skill necessary to realize the work. Thus, this kind of art requires discrimination, rigor of practice, and dedication to tradition, as it includes specific knowledge and definite principles to be mastered. Likewise, one acquires a skill of realizing the union of the knower with what he knows, which allows spontaneously the activity of creation to happen. Following the canons established by tradition, art becomes an exercise of purifying the mind by the contemplation of divine models, leading the mind back to the original reality from which its beauty is derived. In this process, the artist realizes his own essence or what he should be or become, expressing his ultimate purpose in life. Creation is thus a sacrament, as says Kumaraswami, a necessity of life, and its mission is to express true beautiful forms, spiritual values, whether these are cosmic aspects, saving truth, or liberating beauty. I quote Schwann. Sacred art is first of all the visible and audible form of revelation, and then also its indispensable liturgical vesture. The form must be an adequate expression of its content. In no case should it contradict it. It cannot be abandoned to the arbitrary decisions of an individual, to their ignorance and their passions. No art in itself is a human creation, but sacred art has this particularity that its essential content is a revelation that it manifests a properly sacramental form of heavenly reality, such as the icon of the Virgin and the Child, painted by an angel, or such the statue of Shiva dancing, or the painted or carved images of Buddhas, Bodhisattvas, and Taras. 
In this iconographic image, we can note that the weight of the body of the Bodhisattva is slightly moved to the left leg, allowing the right foot to be lifted up over the ground, suggesting the possibility of liberating oneself from the samsaric earthly existence. The next question is, what is the most effective way to communicate beauty, the vehicle of saving truth? Beauty is a direct expression of truth. In order to restore the fall inherent in existence and to convey the saving truth, the contemplation of aesthetic expressions manifesting celestial intentions is indeed an effective way to awaken the sense of divine beauty. Thus, the true purpose of art is to become a support for the contemplation of God. Consequently, the beauty expressed in the artwork is above all that of the soul of the artist, alchemically transformed by the creative process and finally exteriorized in his work. Any beauty has three aspects in all, truth, goodness and bliss, as shown in the Hindu formula Satyam Shivam Sundaram. The worth of the work of art will reflect the qualities of truth, beauty, and goodness of God's creation. Something universal, which can be felt by the heart, which has a meaning, but it's not understood by reason alone. The aesthetic influence which emanates from such artwork conforming with truth, beauty, and goodness provoke a contemplative state of mind as it reverberates in the heart like the remembrance of our origin. The beauties of this world can exteriorize the soul attracting to its object of perception. However, there is a possibility of appreciating an external object of art or of beauty as a means of spiritualizing beauty. This is the mystery of exteriorization in view of interiorization, as taught by Schwann, in which the sensible beauty which would exteriorize the soul becomes a spiritual access to the heart by the attraction of the inner pole or God's grace. Far from this perspective is the aesthetic pleasure that emanates from most of the modern and profane artwork, which is a kind of forgetting of the stress of life in an irreverent way. Such creations are often inspired by the subconscious of the artist. This free inspiration being disconnected from the quest of truth only expresses psychological states of mind of the artist revealing the narrow scope of his individuality. I quote Schwann, sacred art is made as a vehicle for spiritual presence. It is made at one and the same time for God, for angels, and for men. Profane art, on the other hand, exists only for men 
and by that very fact betrays him. On the other hand, in the light of the philosophy of Perennis, the understanding of a traditional artwork becomes a path to reveal the mysteries of the universe, the universality of existence. We come back to the land of the spirit and to divine beauty. I quote Schwann. It is the spiritual element or the connection with what transcends the element of beauty in the world that reveals the roots of beauty itself. Beauty as uncreated before manifestation is divine beauty, and this is the root of manifested beauty. It is important to understand, first of all, that the purpose of art is not a priority to induce aesthetic emotions, but to transmit, together with this, a more or less direct spiritual message, and thus suggestions emanating from and leading back to the liberating truth. The ascending motion of forms in sacred architecture remind us of our final destination. What is the most appropriate way to convey the metaphysical nature of things through the beauty of forms? Traditional art must have a purpose. It must serve the needs of our material and spiritual existence. Dealing directly with the sacred, traditional art is a powerful means to actualize the recollection of spiritual realities through the liberating grace inherent in the exactness of forms, leading thus, as Schwann mentions, to an integral aesthetics, which reveals not only the beauty that can be sensed, but also the spiritual foundation of this beauty. Thus, the sense of the beautiful comes from aesthetic discrimination, that is to say, from the understanding of forms. This awareness of forms is directly related to discrimination of reality. However, one must have a purified heart to access the intuition of essence and to express it. The same is required from the appreciator of such kind of art. The beauty sensed coming from an artwork must in some way awaken the recollection of our originary state of perfection, something which reminds us of the state of harmony, completeness, expansion, goodness. In this sense, the function of traditional art is to awaken the sense of the sacred to the correct form revealing the esotericism of its symbols and becoming thus a powerful means to reveal the consciousness of theophanies. I go one on this topic. When we relate beauty to its transcendental and metaphysical plane, beauty has the role of a spiritual awareness in connection with contemplation and internalizing remembrance of God. Woman is the prototype of early beauty by her excellence. As her essence in the metacosm, 
she manifests the overflowing qualities of abundance, goodness, and generosity. The transparency in this carved image challenged the nature of stone, which is transmuted into a fine tissue, suggesting the delicacy of femininity. How can we provoke the same state of contemplativeness in the other? By realizing a contemplative disinterestedness in the act of creation. Understanding and relating the spiritual life to the artistic process, the artist becomes an instrument, an universal receptacle for the divine breath. As he consecrates himself to his art, he becomes a Kala Yogi, a Yogi of art, or a manifestation of the unmanifest. Void of himself, he contemplates and expresses the wide scope of reality through beautiful forms. Contemplation and activity are two natural aspects of life. Contemplation, being the passive wonder of life, enables the soul to rest in its transcendental nature. As the real nature of man is his godlike essence, this natural process of rest enables one to retreat from the world and to contemplate the self. Through contemplation, the intellect reveals symbols which illuminates his creation. Like a reflection on a mirror, the creative power of reality acts and creates through him. In this process, contemplation and action becomes a unique reality that enables the artist to forget his empirical eye and act as pure substance, fashioning himself as he fashioned his artwork. Emptied of everything, he becomes the spiritual content, which is pure ananda, bliss. The result of this process has the power of efficiently transmitting ananda, the joy of existence, deeply touching those to whom the work is addressed, as ananda is the substratum of reality encompassing all. Here lies the secrets of effectiveness of spiritual influence conveyed true realization of the self by means of an intelligible work of art. I coach one. There is something in our intelligence which wants to live in repose, something which the conscious and the unconscious meet in a kind of passive activity. And it is to this element that the lofty and easy language of art addresses itself. The language is lofty because of the spiritual symbolism of its form and the nobility of the style. It is easy because of the aesthetic mode of assimilation. The musicality of the golden details of the roof of this temple suggests and indicates our luminous ascension to heavens. How can traditional art become an upaya, a provisional means to convey metaphysical truth? 
Upaya in Sanskrit refers to expedient means or skill in means. The practice of a traditional art exposes the artist to be involved with symbols of a celestial water, which nourishes his imagination and life. One must not confuse a symbol with a mere analogy, expression of some rational or irrational possibility of imagination. Traditional symbols unveils the essence of archetypes and allows the imagination to perceive the real analogy between the material and material aspects of reality. To be able to represent the ineffable, the unmanifest of a metaphysical reality by means of the formal, the practitioner may use their own specific methods and techniques in accordance with tradition that fit the message to be conveyed. The exercise of skill to which it refers, upaya, or the ability to adapt one's message to the audience is of enormous importance. The word technique and art have distinct functions. Technique being understood as the mode of producing something material by means of a specific instrument, rule, and purpose. And art as the mode of producing, presumably, the material, and never entirely foreseen before, if you understand art as not only representing artistic, naturalist expressions. By observing a work of art and analyzing what it produces of immaterial, one can thus distinguish what is truly art and what is merely technique. What they express as immaterial or what they contain beyond the simple material content is the inner vision or the fruit of the cultivation of inwardness. And this is the subtle aspect that has to be conveyed to the appreciator. To be able to suggest and materialize the subtle aspect of reality, one must become it by means of absorbing the real. Becoming a upaya in the sense of conveying the immaterial into sensible forms, traditional art in its varied manifestations provides a provisional means to bring down immediate awareness of metaphysical realities beyond the mere naturalist aspect of things. When an artistic expression has the power to make the subtle primordial essence of things manifest, it enables the soul to expand out of the boundaries of worthy existence, opening a door to perceive a deeper interpretation of life. This is the meaning of a symbol. Be it in painting the infinitude of the sky, the meditative semblance of a bodhisattva, or the rhythm of the ocean, of a noble calligraphy, a perfect symbol always reveals a true aspect of reality, transcending a mere naturalist expression. In this way, traditional art becomes dupaya, 
a provisional means to efficiently awaken the sense of archetypes. I quote Schwann. Traditional art derives from a creativity which combines heavenly inspiration with ethnic genius and which does so in the manner of science endowed with the rules and not by individual improvisation, The work of the artist or craftsman comprises two perfection, namely perfection of surface, the material, and perfection of that, the material. At surface level, the work must be well done in conformity with the laws of the art and the demands of the style, in that it must be able to communicate the reality which it expresses. This explains why traditional art is related to esoterism as regards to its form and spiritual realization as regards to its practice. For the form expresses the sense, and an understanding of the form awakens the need to transcend it with a view to its essence or archetype. The artist, in fashioning the work, the form, fashions himself. And as the purpose of the form is to communicate the essence or celestial content, the artist sees this a priori in the formal container. Realizing the form from the standing point of the sense, he becomes the sense by realizing the form. Esoterism as a principle and as a way. In ephemeral arts such as drama and dance, which have no material support like a kind of a paper or sun to fixate the artwork, it is the soul of the artist, which serves as support for the fixation of the transient artwork, as the whole being of the artist and his work is one and the same thing. As the subject to be expressed is always life or heavenly life, in the case of mythology, the artist in oneness with the mother becomes a spontaneous result of an immediate understanding of reality, bringing the sensitive audience closer to the same realization in a similar way. This is the meaning of sacred theater. To become a mirror of the phenomena of life, abolishing particularity to express the universal form. The following video expresses the poetic universe of mythology with its symbols through the language of Indian classical dance. Thank you.